Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm your host, Lisa Turner, a professional bookkeeper, registered bus agent, and your small business cheerleader and mentor. I'm also a wife and mum to two little people. This podcast is for small business owners who want to manage their numbers the right way. It will be short and sweet episodes each week on business and bookkeeping matters in an easy to understand way with real quick tips or changes you can put in place having a huge positive impact at the same time up-leveling yourself so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, welcome. Today, I'm going to run you through some mistakes with payroll for your employees that could land you in some really hot water if you don't do them or if you get them wrong. Even if you don't yet have employees, don't skip this one because some of it might still apply or it will make you aware of the mistakes before you make them. The first mistake is that you can't do payroll manually on a wage book or to just deposit the money into their bank account and deal with it later. All payroll now needs to go through an online payroll system, such as through your accounting software like Xero or some standalone payroll versions. But you can't leave it until next week, not next month, and certainly not when you do your annual business tax return. Because if you're not aware, something called single touch payroll or STP has come into play a few years ago now. It's where the payroll or wages is processed through your online software And with a single touch or click of a button, it's lodged with the ATO each and every time you pay someone. And this lodgement of the payment you made has to be done on the day you pay them or before. It can't be done after, later, down the track. There were some exemptions and extensions while it was rolled out, but these are all nearly finished or expired. Now, this STP process replaces the annual payment summary that you used to get from your employer at the end of every financial year to do your tax return. Now, it doesn't do the payments to the employees for you and you don't have to pay the ATO the taxes any earlier. That's still done on your BAS or IAS. It's literally just lodging the amounts paid each time that you make a payment, not once a year, so that the ATO has up-to-date figures of the employee's income, super, and some other information. STP has a lot of things going on in the back end. Now, why am I talking to you about this when it's a few years old now? Doesn't everyone already know about this? Well, the short answer is no. Not everyone knows. You would be surprised. I still today have new client discovery calls where they are paying employees for the last six months and want to know what they need to do. And there are many reasons for that. Maybe they haven't employed anyone before or they haven't been an employee themselves for years. So they don't know payment summaries don't exist anymore. So there's no judgment here because I'm here to teach and support you. It's why employees is a part of my digital course, Power and Numbers, covering the basics so you know even before you're ready. Now, not using online software and lodging your STP regularly can land you in hot water because you could cop hefty fines for late or non-lodgement. 
So that's two reasons you don't want a copper fine. The dollars you have to part with and did you know that the fines are not tax deductible? In saying that, the ATO has been really nice and quite lenient, but will still whack a fine on you if needed. Don't you worry. So just make sure you're being compliant and doing the right thing and lodging on or before you make the payroll payments. Another payroll mistake that you don't want to make is paying someone as a contractor when they should be an employee. Now, just because they have an ABN and invoice you, doesn't always mean that your rockstar contractor is a true contractor. Let me start at the beginning on this one. It became really common ages ago where businesses would ask employees to get themselves an ABN and invoice the business to get paid instead of it all going through payroll. Now, this was super dodgy because they did it to get out of paying for the person's super. Pretty rude, hey? Once the ATO cottoned on to this, they implemented a system to check if the contractor is a legit contractor. Now, there's a few questions to go through to work out if, yep, they're a contractor or no, looks like they're technically your employee for tax and super purposes. You can run through the tool yourself on the ATO website and I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now, if it turns out if they're an employee for ATO tax and super purposes, you have a couple of options. One, switch them over and pay them through your payroll and pay super and have contracts and everything as a normal employee. Or they can stay as a contractor invoicing you and you'll simply need to also pay super for them. And those figures are also included in other calculations. But that's the basics of it. So if that's you, find out what you need to do to make sure you're paying them the right way and not missing out on paying anything for them. It sounds pretty simple, but it could be a little bit more complicated. So if you're not sure on that one, if you can't work out if they're an employee or a contractor, I have a blog breaking it down further employers and contractors, what's the difference? I'll link that in the show notes, of course. And if you're after some legal help here with your contracts for either your employee or the contractor, I'll link up my solicitor, Tracy from TM Solicitor and her blog on the topic also. Now, it should be pretty obvious how you could end up in hot water if you get that one wrong. But the fines, the issues and the back pay of any super you might need to pay, well, you do not want to be there. The next mistake here on payroll is not paying your super on time. You can't pay your employees super whenever you like. If you look at it like this, it's their wages and just because it's not going to their bank account doesn't mean it isn't their money and you shouldn't prioritize it. If you don't pay it to their super fund, it's not in their super account doing the job it's supposed to be doing for them growing for their future retirement. Now, you're required by super legislation to pay your employees super at a minimum of quarterly. You can pay it more often if you like for sure. All of our clients pay theirs monthly because it's simpler to manage and it really helps cash flow. We do also have clients who pay their super every pay run because they have really large payroll and they want to keep on top of it. But the minimum is quarterly. 
Now, if you do miss the quarterly deadline, you have to lodge what is called an SGC statement, a super guarantee charge statement, which is stating how much you didn't pay on time and now the super payment itself is not tax deductible because you paid it late and you also get penalties, which can be up to 200%, which you guessed it, are also not tax deductible. You might be thinking, ah, they'll never know. But guess what? They do know and they'll know even faster now with STP, those online lodgements that are telling the ATO how much super your employee is owed. So don't try and skip out on this one. Super should be one of the highest, if not the highest priorities on your payments list. Now, I'm going to tie two mistakes together in this one, not paying your employee the right amount and not having a contract in place because you want in that contract the award they're paid under, even if you pay them over the award rate and the amount that you're paying them. You can't just pluck out of thin air how much you want to pay your fabulous team member or underpay them because that's all you can afford to pay. It needs to be tied back to an award or the national employment standard. You absolutely can always pay over award, but never under. And I've heard all the excuses. Oh, they don't have enough experience, so I pay them less. Oh, I only have $20 an hour in my budget, so that's what I pay. I don't need an award, so I made up the rate. None of those cut the mustard. It's illegal to underpay, and this one carries jail time if the offence is serious enough. It's called wage theft. So first and foremost, you want to know which award your employees fall under. You can use a lookup tool on Fair Work or reach out to a HR specialist for help on this one. And then make sure you have beautiful employee contracts tailored for you, for each and every employee, no matter if they're casual, part-time or full-time, so that you both know what is expected of each other and where you fall on those awards and payments. Now, the last payroll mistake that you need to know about is you can't deduct Anything that isn't legally required, like tax and child support, from your employees' wages without their permission in writing. So if you overpay an employee accidentally, you can't just deduct it next pay. You have to advise them in writing how much and get their permission to deduct it. If they owe money for uniforms or the like, yep, that too has to be agreed in writing to be allowed to be deducted. So... You can't do payroll manually. It must be an online software and STP reported every payment. You need to make sure your contractors are true contractors and don't need to either go through payroll or have super paid to them. And with that super, it has to be paid at a minimum quarterly and you need to pay employees at award or above and have contracts in place and no deductions without it in writing. I do have loads of payroll related blogs if you like reading and keen for all the juicy details. Dive over to my blog linked in the show notes and you can search things like STP, wages, employees and get all the details and the links that you need. But if you're thinking, gee, payroll is pretty technical with lots to learn and do, you would be right because not even all bookkeepers do payroll. It's a specialized area. 
we do payroll here at Accounted For You as part of our full service packages and we love it. So if you're ready to take the next step and put on an employee, make sure you have all your processes spot on and if not, outsource your books. We'd love to help, of course, and you can book a free discovery call with me through my website, accountedforyou.com.au, linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening in for your weekly snackable episode on your bookkeeping matters. If you enjoyed learning these mistakes and how to avoid falling in that hot water, please dive over and leave a review and hit subscribe, and I will catch you next week.